Guten Erev Shabbos, Agut Kaban Shteor, Gemach Simatoivo, Parshas, Hazinu, Tafshin, Pei Dalid. Hope you're doing well. I hope you had a wonderful week. A warm welcome to all the new subscribers and listeners of the Lechtich publication and the podcast. I hope you enjoy. I want to thank the sponsors of this week's Shir. This week's Shir has been dedicated graciously by my wonderful and beloved grandparents, Alan Miriam Greenberg of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the schus of the continued Harbatzas Torah of the Lechtich Initiative. Graham and Zadie, as you know, besides the donation, the contribution that you've given towards the continuity and the perpetuation of this project of spreading the Torah, it's really with the support of the weekly feedback that I get from you that we discuss, that we go over the details, the different vertuch, the stories bringing it, making it real, and applying it to our lives. It's that anticipation and waiting to have those discussions, to have those sikhs with you that keep me going, that keep me energized and excited to share with others. And I thank you so much for always eagerly waiting and writing back and discussing and really showing how meaningful and impactful the Torah that I'm trying to deliver and share is making such a profound impact on your lives as well. So I thank you so much both for the financial and the ruchnistic support that you've given me throughout all my life, but especially during this time. Thank you very, very much. Thank you to our corporate sponsors, Ari Zaltz of the Haas and Zaltz Law Firm, to the Libra of Bluestone Brokerage, and Ari Adlerstein of Meridian Health. Thank you for your partnership in this project. This year is a little nishmas, my grandparents, Shmuel Tzvi Ben and Akoyen Yarshev, and his wife, Chayab Asavram Yitzchak, Allah Shalom. May this year be a tremendous chosr for Shleimo. For a very special Bachar, Mayor Ben Shoshan at Sivir Rezal, and Lahavdol Ben Chaim Lachaim, may the Shir be his Chus Ilu Nishama, for her Isha Hachashuvo, Sar Malka Machlo, Pashraga Fival, Allah Shalom. Although generally we try to stand out on the Vartoyo for the Parsha, and another one for the Yantif, but over here, Shabashuvo, and Yom Kippur, it's all one Avaida, the Avaida of Chuvo, the Avaida of returning to the Abishter, coming back. So I'm hoping this week it's okay that we can make a one time exception to have a one-size-fits-all podcast publication for Shabbat Shuva and Yom Kippur. We'll delve in a little bit to the Avodah of Shuva, and hopefully we'll be in a sayer, and we'll be able to tap into the Avodah of the upcoming days. I want to share with you a vart that I heard about four or five years ago from a prime waxman. This vart is a game-changer, a life-changer. We've spoken in the past about how easy tshuva is, not to cheapen it chas v'shalom, but tshuva is perceived as something way above and beyond, something we can't do. But as the Torah itself testifies, it's not over the seas, it's not out of the heavens. Where is it? It's in each and every one of our mouths, our hearts. It's all there. We can do it. We just have to access it. We have to feel it. I want to share with you this Yisoyed, which I heard from Rabbi Waxman, but it's from Rabbi Tzadak HaKaymi Lublin, who tells us the most unbelievable, divrichizik insight into the world of tshuva, into what it's really all about, and how accessible and practical, and again, not to cheapen it, but how easy the avoida of tshuva is, and hopefully if we keep this in mind, through our Shabbat Shuva, through our Yom Kippur, Hopefully we'll be able to feel how close, how real and attainable tshuva is and become closer and do a proper tshuva and attain and achieve the avayda of these days. There's a famous song, We all know, we sing it, especially during Elinam Nuraim. The composer of these words is none other 
Then Hosea the prophet, he told these words to Klal Yisrael when they were going through a rough time, when they were unsure of how to go about the Avayid of Tshuva. And Hosea told Klal Yisrael, Take words, Vishuvu al Hashem, and return, repent to Hashem. And the Navi over there tells us that he was successful in his campaign and he was able to access the hearts and inspire and invigorate Klal Yisrael with the energy to do tshuva, to come back to the Rabbani Shalom. The question is, what was special, what was unique about Hosea's campaign? Many other Nevi'im were given the same mission to inspire Klal Yisrael to do tshuva, yet they were unsuccessful. So what was the nekuda, the factor, the element of Hosea's words, take for yourself words, v'shuvu al Hashem and return to Hashem. What was so special? They seemed very simple, very straightforward. Why was he successful amongst all the other Nevi'im? Reb Tzadik geniusly answers based on the Medjish Rabbah, which tells us as follows. After Cain killed Hevel, the Medjish and Beishish Rabbah Parakites tells us that Adam was walking around and he saw Cain happy, content. And Adam asked Cain, what are you happy about? And Cain answered his father, I did tshuva, I made a settlement with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And upon hearing this, the Medjish tells us, Adam took his fist and he hit himself on the head and he began to sing the song of Mizmer Shili Mashavos. Now obviously this Medjish needs a lot of explanation, clarification, what's going on over here? First of all, how could it be that Kaim was content with himself? He's an axe murderer. He was just over on Maisertzach, one of the Sarsa Dibris. So how is it that right after, walking around, relaxing, content, happy, how could this be? How could we understand this? Second of all, how do we understand the connection, the correlation between the event and Adam's reaction. So Adam, Cain's father, saw that Cain was okay and content with himself. So then he goes and he hits himself on the head. The fact that the Medrash is telling us this seemingly trivial, insignificant detail must be that there is tremendous significance and we must understand what was going on. Why did he hit himself on the head? And lastly, the Medrash tells us the song that he began to sing, Mizmer Shalim Shabbos, something that we sing so the Zimra on Shabbos, we say that Kapitol Tehillim, that's a psalm of happiness, of rejoice, of thankfulness. Does this time not seem to be a rather odd one to sing a song of Haidah, of thanks to Hashem? Why exactly did Adam choose from all the songs? There weren't many out there then, but there were other Kapitol Tehillim that he could have sang. Yet he chose the Shir of Haidah, the Shir of Mizmar Shir Le'em Shabbos, the Shir of Shabbos, right after he saw a son being content that he killed someone. What is going on? What's the Pshanlis Medrash? So to answer this, Rabsaldik takes us to a different episode in Bracious, the episode, the Maisa, of the Chait of the Eitz As we know, even though Adam Rishon was forbidden and warned not to eat from the Eitz Adam nevertheless succumbed and he ate from the forbidden tree. And when Hashem came to Adam, why did we from the tree? Adam answered, Ha'isha shenasatali, he inasatali v'oichel. You gave me a wife, and because of her, she's the one that caused me to eat and sin. And the Medjish derives from the word va'ichal that I ate. That Adam's intention was to tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I ate and I will continue eating. The question is, Adam's response is absolutely mind-boggling, bewildering. How could it be that Adam Arishan, who was Hashem's first investment into mankind, a tzaddik, a tamim, how could it be that he had the opportunity to do tshuva? How could it be he just gave it up brazenly? He told Hashem, I'm going to continue doing the Avera that I just did? How is this possible? How do we wrap our heads around Adam's response? So Rabbi explains that of course, Adam Arishan was coming from the purest and holiest places. 
These words of Va'eichal, I will continue eating, were coming from a place of Yerushalayim. Of course, Adam Rishon wanted to assure Hashem that he would never repeat this mistake. However, being the tzaddik and the Yerushalayim that he was, and still dealing with the fresh battle wounds from the temptations of the Nachash, he realized that it would be impossible to be triumphant in the future. He knew that if the Nachash would come and entice him again, he knew he wouldn't stand the chance. And therefore, Adam didn't want to lie to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He didn't want to make a false resolution for the future and tell Hashem, yeah, for sure, yeah, next time I'm not going to do it. Adam Rishon wanted to be truthful, as emistic as possible, and therefore, if he had to opt between telling Hashem a false resolution, one that he will not be able to abide by, he'd rather not do it at all. He'd rather tell Hashem the truth. Now, based on this, Reb Tzaddik takes us back to the episode of Cain and Hevel. When Adam Rishon saw Cain, he was content and happy with himself, at ease. Adam said, why are you happy? And he learned that there's this new avenue of tshuva. There's a new ingredient, part of the tshuva regimen, which is devarim, words. Because he heard that Cain told Hashem, Nisbasharti, I made a settlement with Hashem. This is something Adam never knew was acceptable by Hashem. And now we can finally understand Adam's reaction. Adam hit himself on the head. Like when we react to hearing something shocking, something crazy, something that we never knew, we'll bang ourselves on the head. Oi, I didn't know. Adam as well. When he heard, Vinis Pasharti, he heard that I'm able to make a pshara. I'm able to work it out, quote unquote, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He had the greatest aha moment of all time. And for that, he banged himself on the head. Like we would do when we hear such shocking information. Now returning to the last part of the Medrash, that Adam sang Mizmer Shilu Shabbos. Pshar is, Mizmer Shilu Shabbos. Shabbos represents Asid Lavai. It represents the ultimate Menucha, the time of the Asid Lavai, the times of Umala Harit Deya. And there'll be complete submission and recognition of Hashem's Menucha. It's a time of the quintessential revelation of Emes, Emes La'amito. And when Adam Arishan heard this news, when he heard that Cain made a settlement with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he learned this new element that Tshuva holds a pshara, that it's possible to just bring words to Hashem, he sang the song of Emes. He sang the song of Shabbos, because Shabbos represents the highest level of Emes, of Menucha, of Hashem Shechina. And that's why he chose this song of all songs. Now to circle back and address our original question, which was, why was it specifically Hosea who was successful on his tshuva campaign? The answer, says Reb Tzadik, is because there was a new nekuda that was discovered, a new element of tshuva that was never known to Kalisal before. Adam Rishon learned from Kayin, which was the element of devarm, kechui machim devarm. Just take words without rock-solid commitments and resolutions. We're able to just come back and bring words to Hashem. And that is considered and accepted as tshuva. Now the question you may be wondering is, doesn't it seem a little fake, a little cheap? So Rebbe Waxman explains beautifully. This is the furthest thing from fake. As we know, the Rambam in Hilchas Gittin, famously quoted, tells us that every yid has the pintle yid, the fire burning in every neshama that wants to do the right thing. And Anim Kippur, on Shabbat Shuvah, during this time, El, Ne'ilah, whenever it is, Hashanah Rabbah, when we're coming back to Hashem and we bring words to Hashem without strategy and perfect resolutions and plans and commitments to stay strong in the future, we must remember Bashar Usham. We're judged right now. Anim Kippur, on Shabbat How are we feeling now? What's our hergish? Not for the future, but right now. Hashem's not asking us in seven months, 
if this were to happen again, will you overcome? That's, that's not a question that we're being asked. Hashem's looking of right now. And therefore, when a Yid says, I'm going to be better, even without a clear plan of exactly how, but that represents the purest and most fundamental truth and his cognizance and awareness that there's nothing more important, cherished and beloved to him than Hashem and his Ratzin. And becoming pure and doing tshuva in the exact sense of the word, returning to Gadish Baruch Hu, doing his Ratzin, doing the right thing, and ridding himself of Averis. And although that flickering flame may be concealed beneath many thick layers of Toma and Sheker, but the MS always remains the MS burning boldly, untainted from any of the falsities of this world. And therefore, when we take Devarim to Hashem, when we take words, Kechui Imachem Devarim, when we bring Hashem words, words of Tshuva, words of Kirva, words of right now I want to be better, right now I want to be pure, Hashem grabs that. That's all Hashem needs. While there were a few steps over here, different midrashim and different episodes, the sight of it all is kechu imachim devarim. Don't forget, kechu imachim devarim. Hashem tells us, bring words to Hashem, and those words are holy, they're pure, they're our true being, our true essence. When we bring these words, when we bring these feelings, this hergish, takadosh baruchu, today, tomorrow, yom kippur, may Hashem look at them, may He cleanse us, kashela gelbinu. Mamish like white snow. May we all be zeicher to rid ourselves of all the sheker, the averis that we've accumulated over the year and all return back to Kaddish Baruch Hu, reunite, reignite, and become one with the Ebishter. And Mitzvah Shem, we should all be zeicher, you, your family, your friends, Gans Kalayisel, to Gmar Chasim a good Gebench of health, happiness, Simcha Sechaim, Parnosa, Beravchos, and Simcha, happiness, and dveikus, and yiddishkeit, and the Rabbani Shalom. And with this, with coming close, with coming clean, and reuniting with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, may we be zeicher, that He returns to us with the rebuilding of Ba'ishlishi, with the dancing of Mashiach Tzidkenu, B'mher V'lmenu, Amen. I thank you all for listening. I wish each and every one of you a wonderful Shabbos, and a Gemar Chazim A good Kabanch